Tom Swarbrick on LBC. 10 to 6, Friday evening. Tom Swarbrick on LBC. You know the drill. The best, the smoothest, the most complete and authoritative storytelling on British radio. From Washington, D.C., it's time for Simon Marks' American Week. Tom, two years on from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, one week on from the still unexplained death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny in an Arctic gulag, Joe Biden is giving it another go. Within the last few hours here, he's unveiled hundreds of new sanctions against Russia that he says will ensure Vladimir Putin pays an even steeper price for his aggression abroad and repression at home. Top US officials call this package of sanctions massive, crushing, and an effort to stop Putin from sanctions busting, which they now concede he has been doing with abandon. He and his um, tricksters have found a lot of ways to evade sanctions. Under Secretary of State Victoria Newland confronting reality yesterday. When you see this package that we're going to launch, it is very heavily uh, focused on evasion, on uh, nodes and networks and countries uh, that help evade. Uh, willingly or otherwise, and on the banks that support and allow that kind of evasion. Take that, China and India, two countries that have grown their trade ties with Russia over the last two years and allowed Vladimir Putin to avoid total disconnection from the global financial system. Iran and North Korea are also in Washington's crosshairs for providing Putin with military assistance and lethal drones. Cynics wonder why, two years into Russia's war on Ukraine, there can still be anything left for the White House to sanction, much less new measures that run a full 33 pages today. But let's not dwell on that, because at least President Biden is advocating action, as opposed to the man he seems destined to face in November's election. You're really up against a war machine in Russia. Russia, what they do, they defeated Hitler, they defeated Napoleon, you know, they're a war machine. Pithy military and historical analysis there, Donald Trump speaking to Fox News primetime polemicist Laura Ingram on Tuesday, and unbelievably comparing himself to Alexei Navalny when he was asked for reaction to last Friday's ruling by a New York judge who fined Trump's business empire more than $450 million for fraud. This judge, Arthur Engeron, ruled against you for almost a half a billion dollars. Uh, it's a lot it of dough. It is a dough. form of Navalny. It is a form of uh, communism or fascism. Uh, the guy's a nut job. He's comparing himself to Navalny because he's in a court case where Navalny lost his life to Putin. Well, exactly, Nikki Haley, Trump's only remaining challenger in the tussle for the Republican presidential nomination. It's all about him. It's been the problem with Donald Trump. He is obsessed with himself. And now with these court cases, and I don't blame him, you owe half a billion dollars. That's a pretty big tab that you've got to pay that he's going to have to focus on that. I'm focused on the American people. They, unfortunately, are not focused on you. Polls show that Donald Trump will beat her by 30 percentage points in her own home state of South Carolina when the Republican primary takes place there tomorrow. She insists she's battling on, but there's really no point to it. Trump is ascendant. Within weeks, he will have enough convention delegates in the bag to be anointed the Republican presidential standard bearer. And that terrifies moderate. Republican observers. You know, when you think about Donald Trump, for example, pledging retribution, 
Um, what Vladimir Putin did to Navalny is what retribution looks like in a country where the leader is not subject to the rule of law. Former Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who was deselected by Republicans in Wyoming after turning on Donald Trump and playing a prominent role in the committee that investigated his role in the deadly January 6th riot three years ago. You know, you've now got a Putin wing of the Republican Party Uh, I believe the issue this election cycle is making sure the Putin wing of the Republican Party does not take over the West Wing of the White House. But it isn't just in the realm of foreign and defense policy that moderates of all stripes should now be increasingly concerned. This just into CNN, the University of Alabama at Birmingham Health System is now the first organization in Alabama to confirm that it's pausing in vitro fertilization treatments. This comes after Alabama's Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos under state law are children. This one-of-its-kind ruling, first-of-its-kind, is putting back into the national focus this question of when life begins. CNN, with that breaking news, the decision by the Alabama Supreme Court took America's body politic by surprise. The justices there said that embryos created by IVF should be considered children, leaving IVF treatment facilities at risk of prosecution for any embryos they discard if they consider them non-viable. With IVF treatments coming to an immediate standstill across Alabama, Democrats pounced. This is an issue that is about fundamental freedoms and liberty. And it is an issue about harm, real harm that is happening to people every day in our country. Vice President Kamala Harris mobilizing American families on the issue and tying the Alabama ruling to Donald Trump's success appointing Republican justices to the U.S. Supreme Court, who then overturned Roe v. Wade, the ruling that kept abortion legal in America for half a century. The previous president of the United States was clear in his intention to hand-pick three Supreme Court justices who would overturn the protections of Roe v. Wade, and he did it. Then openly talks about how he is proud of what has resulted. Proud. Republicans floundered. Nikki Haley had a disastrous interaction on the issue with NBC. I mean, I think, I mean, embryos to me are babies. So even those created through IVF. I mean, I had artificial insemination. That's how I had my son. So I think that we have to have those conversations. That's incredibly personal. It's incredibly sensitive. And I think that's the conversation the doctor needs to have with the patient. Except the court was driving a steamroller over those sensitive conversations. Within 24 hours, she was rowing back, saying that in fact she disagreed with the Alabama decision. And what of Senator Tommy Tuberville, an Alabama Republican and close Trump ally? He was was caught on camera completely flat-footed. Do you have a reaction to the Alabama Supreme Court ruling? Yeah, I was all for it. We need to have more kids. We need to have an opportunity to do that. And this, I thought this was the right thing to do. But, but IVF is used to have more children. And right now, IVF services are paused at some of the clinics in Alabama. Aren't you concerned that this could impact people who are trying to have kids? Well... That's for, that's for another conversation. Another conversation, just as soon as I figured out what on earth this is all about. He's a senator, one of only a hundred, and he is dumb as a rock. On a related note, last week I ran out of time to include the view Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, another prominent Trump supporter, took of Lord Cameron's efforts to urge her and her colleagues to back fresh military assistance for Ukraine. And for this gem, we have the dogged efforts of Sky News 
Times Washington correspondent James Matthews to thank. David Cameron needs to worry about his own country, and frankly, he can kiss my ass. This place used to be serious for real, but not anymore. Little wonder then that America this week decided to try and recreate a little bit of its old luster. You can confirm, without a doubt, as our equipment is on the surface of the moon. NASA flight engineers celebrating, albeit with a ripple of applause, America's return to the surface of the moon. For the first time since 1972, a U.S.-built spacecraft is up there. The lander Odysseus, described as being a bit bigger than a phone box, if you remember what those looked like. Bill Nelson is NASA's administrator. Today, for the first time in more than a half century, the U.S. has returned to the moon. A commercial company, an American company, launched and led the voyage up there. What a triumph. Odysseus has taken the moon. Fear not, the moon is still up there. I checked last night, so they haven't really taken it. But hey, when you've had a bit of a result of any kind, you might as well celebrate. So let's get in on the act, Tom, with Mr. Frank Sinatra. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me from Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week, with an all-time line. He's a senator, and he's as dumb as a rock. 